This Bible study resource is brought to you by Preacher Man Milo, a nonprofit corporation designed for the preaching and teaching of God's holy word. It's Bible study time here at the Preacher Man Milo podcast. Okay, I got a question for y'all. All right, here's my question. Is God good or is God great? Right? Is God good or is God great? Now, the reason why I'm asking this question is because today's Bible study is supposed to be about how great our God is, but I can't help but to think about what we say every time we hang out together at church. What do we say? Come on, we say God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Now, wait a minute. Hold the phone. If God is good all the time and all the time God is good, well, is God good or is God great? That's the question I'm actually going to help you see today that God is great. That is the right answer. And not only that, but the whole thing about God being good all the time that actually is evidence about his greatness. So we're going to focus on that together today. The scripture I want to draw attention to is found in Psalm 145 at verse 3. The New King James Version reads this way, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Now, this is the Word of God, and today's Bible study time here at the Preacher Man Milo podcast is all about our great, great, and mighty God. you are great, you are mighty, and you are worthy of all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. We know whenever it is we fellowship around your holy word, your word's not going to go out and then return void or unproductive. Your word's going to prosper because it is your holy, sovereign, and divine word. We ask the Holy Spirit to have his way today because our heads and hearts are open, not just to hear your word, Father God. That's not enough for us. We want to hear it better understand it and apply it to our lives. We can say boldly, we're not just hearers of your word, but 
God, we are doers of your word as well. We pray as a family and we say together, amen, in that mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay, everybody, we are on Bible study. I'm pretty sure this is number 56, and we're focusing on how our God is just so very great. We're going to proclaim His greatness, praise His greatness, and just ponder His greatness together, okay? I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the Preacher Man Milo podcast. I am still your host, Preacher Man Milo. Today is Bible study 56. This one's called God is Great, and it starts now. God is great. Great is the Lord. What a mighty great God we serve. And I'm just going to say that one more time, okay? God is great. Great is the Lord. What a mighty great God we serve. Now, in today's Bible study, we're going to break down God being great, His greatness. We're going to break it down in song, saying, and scripture, like that song we just played. It's all about God's greatness. It's called God is Great by Jonathan McReynolds. I'm going to talk about the lyrics for commentary so we can get in our heads and hearts just how great God is. But not only that, not just the song breakdown, but we're going to break down that saying, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Well, how is that evidence of God's greatness? We're going to break that down. But it's not just that song or that saying. Of course, we're going to break down the scripture that Psalm 145 Verse 3, that's all about God's greatness. But before we break down the song, the saying, and the scripture, I want to break down the search. I want you to ponder this for a moment. So I just said in the beginning of this podcast, God is great. Great is the Lord. What a mighty great God we serve. And I want you to know that when I was searching those phrases in preparation for this Bible study, guess how many hits on social media came up? For those phrases, the answer is more than 125 million, right? Like if you were to Google God is great, that's more than 70 million things will pop up. Or great is the Lord, almost 47 million things popped up. Or what a mighty great God we serve, over 8 million. So 125 million hits 
for inquiries and articles about how great God is. Now, how many of those could you possibly read in your lifetime? Could you read a thousand of them? I'm assuming you could in maybe half a year. What about 10,000? Okay, what about 100,000? What about a million? Like you couldn't read a million of them in your lifetime and there's 125 million and that's just internet searches. So I wanted to just share that with you so you can see the conversations about God are great. Like God is great. He's vast. There's just so much to him. That's just internet searches. You can look around life and say, wow, we could spend our whole lives, every second, every minute learning about him and loving him and it still wouldn't be enough time. Okay, so that's breaking down the search concept of how vast God is online. But what about that song we're listening to? That song is from Jonathan McReynolds. And what is it saying? It's saying, great is the Lord. And I want to go over these lyrics because maybe you listen to the song again later, or just so you know what it does for us to put lyrics in our head and heart that connects God's greatness to what he does for us. Okay, so the song says, great is the Lord, my conqueror. He has never failed me yet. Now, a conqueror is one who overcomes. You know, Jesus came and overcame the world, right? He's our conqueror. He takes control of things for us. This song reminds us that great is the Lord. Why? Because he's my conqueror and he never fails me. No matter what situation I'm in, he takes control. He conquers it. He overcomes it for me. And the song goes further to say, through all my trials, tribulations, he will deliver. He's the greatest one. He's God. And they repeat that. But after talking about God being our conqueror, it then turns to God being our comforter. It says, great is the Lord. He's my comforter. He has never left me yet. So he's not just our conqueror who never fails. He's our comforter who never leaves. A comforter does what? Provides ease when you're in pain and grief and provides freedom when you feel restrained. He comforts you, right? So our God is so great. He's our conqueror. He's our comforter. And then the verse goes further to say, In all my days, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Of course, that verse was inspired by Psalm 37, verse 25. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. That's scripture. He's saying, look, I've been young, I'm old now, and in my whole life, I've never seen God's people forsaken. Why? Because he's our conqueror. He's our comforter. Again, these lyrics just inspire us to appreciate how great God is. The final verse says, yes, great is the Lord. He's my warrior and he has never lost one yet. So he's not just so great that he's our conqueror, so great that he's our comforter. He's also our warrior. And what does a warrior do? A warrior fights our battles for us, right? Leads us into victory. As we fight the good fight of faith, we know our great God fights our battles for us. So God is the great conqueror that never fails us. God is our great comforter that never leaves us. He is our great warrior that never loses. So God is great. God is great. I love that song and remembering how great God is. But now that brings us to our saying, okay, is God good or is God great? Remember, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Well, if God is good all the time, how could he be great? Well, let's just kind of break that down and kind of see that there as well. So to be good simply means to be satisfying, right? Like I'm satisfying. People enjoy me. I'm good. If I eat something that's good, it's good. It also could mean that you have moral virtue. You're a good person. You have good morals. So that's what good means, right? So I could be good 
because I'm enjoyable to listen to or enjoyable to be around. And not only that, but I'm kind of a nice guy. I want to do good things to people. I don't always do good things to people, but for the most part, I do. So I'm a good person. And for the most part, I'm enjoyable to be around, not all the time, but in general, I am. So people would say, Milo, you're good because you're enjoyable and you're good because you have a good moral character. But think about what I said about my goodness. Could I be a good person all the time? See, our phrase says God is good, but not just good, all the time. God is enjoyable and satisfying all the time. God is of holiness and great character all the time, day in and day out, sun up and sun down. God is good all the time. God is someone who the scripture says in Romans 8, 28, he works all things for our good. So if God is good all the time and he makes all things work for our good, remember, that's great because he's good all the time, right? If you're good some of the time like me, then you're good. But if you're good all the time, that is evidence of your greatness, God, all the time. You are our great conqueror, our great comforter, our great warrior. You are good all the time, all the time. You are good. That means you're great because you are just too good to be good. And when God is just too good to be good, it means that great is the Lord. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. That's Psalm 145, verse 3. We're going to break that verse down because that is our spotlight scripture for the day. And that scripture is really about us proclaiming, praising, and pondering God's greatness. We got to do that. Why? Because, God, you're just too good to be good. Like, if you're good all the time and all the time you're good, that's actually evidence of your greatness because who could be good all the time? Speaking of which, can you tell my voice sounds a little nasally or a little off today? I have a cough going on, so maybe I don't sound as enjoyable or as satisfying to you as normal because I'm clearly going through some congestion that I'm working through. But that supports the bigger point, which is that I'm not good all the time. God is, right? The fact that you can be good all the time, though, the fact that you can be enjoyable and satisfying all the time, I never open up the Bible and I don't enjoy what the Word of God reveals to me. Though it may hurt sometimes, I'm thankful for it. I never talk to God and don't enjoy it, right? It's always, always enjoyable to just focus on how great God is, okay? So with that in mind, let's move forward and focus on Psalm 145, verse 3. Better yet, I want to read the first two verses. There's some insight there. Check this out. Psalm 145, let's read verses 1 and 2 together. Here's what God's holy word says. I will extol you, my God, O King, Now, that word extol means to praise enthusiastically, right? So, I will praise enthusiastically you, God, my King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. 
Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. I won't praise my name. I'm going to praise your name. And the verses say, I'll do that every day. So not every week or month or year or every time in a crisis, but every day I'll make time to praise your name. But not only that, I'll do it every day forever and ever. Why? Because you're an everlasting God. I understand about your greatness on earth, but also your greatness in heaven. And you are never changing, always loving, all knowing, all powerful God. So every day I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to praise you every day and forever and forever. I love that, but I also love what the first line reveals. I will extol you, my God, O King. This is wonderful because the author is not just this author who praises God for being the king, but the author himself is a king. Hello, this is King David who's writing Psalm verse 145, and everyone knows the warrior that David was, right? This warrior who kills Goliath, busts him upside the head with a slingshot, and he dies. Many forget that the reason that David had so much courage to kill Goliath In the Bible, it reveals that he had faith in God's goodness, that God is always with him, that in the past, God delivered him from the paw of a bear and a lion, and he knew God's going to deliver me. It was his faith in God that led him to that battle. But even more important than that, as it relates to today's study, it's not just that David is a warrior. This man is a praise warrior, right? David wrote more of the Psalms in your Bible than any other author. There's 150 in your Bible, and 75 of them are directly identified and attributed to David. There's others that might be by David, but at least half he wrote. So no one's praise is in the book of Psalms more than King David. So he's not just this warrior. He's this praise warrior. He reminds us to praise. And he says, God, I will praise you, my king. Could you imagine being a king calling God your king? Remember, David was also a little shepherd boy, and he's the same one that says, the Lord is my shepherd. So here's the shepherd and this king saying, okay, I'm a shepherd and king on earth, but the Lord, you're my shepherd. You're my king. I will praise you every day and forever. If the king can do that, I believe we should be able to do that as well. Say, God, I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day, I will praise your name, the name of God, the name of Jesus Every day, no matter what storm I'm in, no matter if I'm high or low, up or down, I will use my words to praise you because, God, you're great, okay? And that brings us to our verse of the day, Psalm 145, verse 3. Remember, we're focusing on the importance of proclaiming, praising, and pondering God's greatness. That's all this verse is about. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. So it starts off saying great is the Lord. That's simply proclaiming God's greatness, right? And to proclaim is to announce officially and publicly. You know how on Cinderella, I think that's the cartoon where he's going to throw this royal ball and eventually he falls in love with this one girl who's not only amazing, but apparently she has the only foot this size in the entire castle, which is super weird, but okay. But they do this public decree. They roll this scroll out and say, here he, here he, there is going to be a royal ball. And they're having this, you know, party and they're announcing it. Well, that was a public and official declaration or decree, right? That's what proclaiming is. I always say the proclamation of our faith as Christians, it's nothing more and nothing less than John 3, 16. We proclaim to the whole world, listen, here's the good news. God loved the world so much. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him 
you're not going to perish, but you're going to have access to everlasting life. It's just through faith in Jesus Christ. What good news? We proclaim that. We got to proclaim also, God, you are great. Like David, the king does here. Great is the Lord. That song was all about great is the Lord. You're my conqueror. You're my comforter. You're my warrior, right? We got to proclaim, Lord, you're great. And just say that. Think about also when you're praying to God, right? God, I'm scared. I got to talk to you. God, I'm alone. I got to talk to you. God, my finances are crazy. I got to talk to you. God, my relationships are a hot mess. I need to talk to you. But in the process of talking to God about your problems, at some point, the more you do it, you realize, wait a minute, I got to acknowledge who I'm talking to. I talk to you because you're wonderful, because all the time you are good. I talk to you because you can change anything, anytime, anyway, because you're God. I just know how amazing you are and you're on my side. And so no matter what it looks like when I talk to you and I ask you for help or I vent to you even, however prayer looks like to you, don't forget to proclaim and praise God for his greatness. Remember, praising can be a little different. Let's go to the next part. It says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Now, praising and proclaiming are almost identical. This is where I think it's a little different. A proclamation has to be a public official thing where you can praise in public. That's a good thing. You can also praise in private. You could be alone right now in your car or in your home or wherever you're at. You can walk outside or in your closet or wherever you're at and just say, God, I praise you, right? It could be private, but praising is expressing approval and admiration. God, I'm thankful for your goodness. There's no one like you. I don't care if the world wants to disapprove of a great God because I know your greatness. I'm not going to fall into that trap. I'm going to approve of you. I'm going to praise you for how awesome you are. And I admire you. I wish I could be good all the time. I I wish that I could always know the right thing. I wish that I could be holy in the face of sin or in the face of opposition or in the face of fears. But God, you can. I have access to you. I admire you. I approve of your greatness. I just praise you. And I don't just praise. I extol. Why? Because I'm enthusiastic about the praise. There's an energy about this everlasting God who loves me. And can I tell you, to be Christ-centered during a crisis is a very good thing because you're confident in a God that can solve the things that you can't solve. And you say, well, I can't handle it, but I gave it to God and I can watch him do his great work. Why? Because great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And then finally, and his greatness is unsearchable. That's about pondering God's greatness and his greatness is unsearchable. Remember those internet things that I talked about? I did some searches. I searched God is great. Great is the Lord. And what a mighty great God we serve. And 125 million things popped up. Like, I couldn't read all that. He's unsearchable. Even the internet testifies. You can ponder him forever. There's just too much information about who he is, how wonderful he is. We got to proclaim, praise, and ponder God's greatness. That verse should remind you of that. You should just say it today. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Remember, Job said in uh, chapter 37, verse 5, God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things that we cannot comprehend. He's unsearchable, right? He's the king, like David said, for the Lord, the most high is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. That's Psalm 47, verse two. So just remember as you're going through your day that we serve and that we are connected to a great God. Great is the Lord. He's worthy of praise and his greatness is unsearchable. I want you to go and take that with you throughout your day. And remember, we have a great, great 
mighty God. been listening to another Bible study episode on the Preacher Man Milo podcast, and in a moment, Milo is going to close out with prayer and final thoughts. Now, if you liked this episode, it would be a good idea to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next one. Thanks for listening. Now, here is Pastor Milo to close us out in prayer. Entering into prayer as a family, Father God, we thank you for being our conqueror, our comforter, our warrior for fighting our battles for us. We thank you for this opportunity to once again study your word and to fellowship together so we can grow and bring you more glory and trust you in our tough seasons, whether we're up or down. We'll praise your name, proclaim your greatness. We pray as a family and we pray in that mighty and matchless name, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. All right, you guys, as you know, you don't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here because this Bible study is over. I can't wait for the next one. But until next time, I want you to know my heart for you based on this study is that you will proclaim and ponder God's greatness today. When you proclaim it, you just say, hey, listen, I'm going with God no matter what. I trust you no matter what it looks like. And then you ponder, you think about how great God is, how big God is, how perfect and all-knowing he is, you can rest in the peace of his greatness that he sees it, and it's going to be okay no matter what it feels like. So I want you to proclaim and ponder. Of course, that's going to lead you to praise God's greatness, and that's what our focus was today. Also, heavenly homework. Go ahead and read Psalm 145. I think that's only 21 verses. You can also read Psalm 23 since David wrote both of them. And if you want more homework, read 1 Samuel chapter 17. Remember when David killed Goliath. He's a warrior, but he's also a praise warrior, just like you and me. All right, I want you to go with God. And until next time, make it a happy day in Jesus' name.